Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Halima. Hi, Annie. And hello to the listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and the author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And I'm Halima, the community editor of Polyester Scene and the co-host of the Polyester Podcast. This is The Sleepover Club, a feminist pop culture podcast. We pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all. Before we begin, please like, rate, review and subscribe. It helps us so much. Ioni, as I always say every week, do we have any reviews? We do! as I've been able to say every week because you've all been leaving excellent reviews this one is five stars love heart but like the old school love heart which I appreciate and it just says man I love you all and it's from an American person so I know I sound stupid saying you all but the person doesn't sound stupid saying it because they're American and they've got skeleton <laughs> sneeze so thank you so 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 much skeleton sneeze thank you what's an old school love heart like you know the kind of pointy bracket with a oh okay i love that love her yeah same i love i love i love right what are we talking about the sukayoni we are talking about the aesthetic trend of catholicism or catholic motifs being aestheticized via the internet Mm-hmm. Annie loves this topic. No, I just think it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. I've been noticing it swirling about for like, as a conversation or whatever, for like three weeks. And I think it's fun to do because obviously for like OG listeners at the beginning of the year, we did a lot of kind of these like um, the trends that were happening kind of more now it's more just like there hasn't been that many for a while I suppose I feel like people are just so sick of them but I feel like this one is a good one because it's it's quite a subtle trend right I like them I I like I don't like the articles that are like what is what's the one I don't know (laughs) any of these things I think when it's like proper conversation about why these Mm -hmm. things arise I find it interesting anyway did you see iPaper's massive thing about the, the the creation of these trending topics through the media no we need to have a read of it later on yeah I saw Trey Taylor who's like a really good pop culture writer and has an amazing Instagram also wrote a piece recently about like how our culture is a monolith now and like these fake trends and stuff but I think the Catholicism trend like trend in inverted commas is so interesting because I just feel like it's something that's been like kind of omnipresent for my entire life like this is all like catholic and um christian symbols have always been used in a kind of aesthetic way in my experience like not personal experience because i don't really do it but like in my world i suppose but would you like to explain the trend for anyone that maybe is not aware so i guess 
who did this? It was a Vox that did this article. It's by Rebecca. Yeah, it's Vox by Rebecca Jennings. And she wrote about how Catholicism became a meme. And she wrote that a year or two ago, she started seeing a bizarre trend on TikTok where people argued about the superiority of Catholicism. And um, I guess if anybody hasn't seen the bikini with the the, 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 the father and the son on each and the Holy Spirit or whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's by praying. So praying also do the one that's like, oh, shit. I forgot what wait I'm just gonna go on their Instagram because I always forget what the actual saying is mm-hmm. also they don't do fat sizes so oh, um, on them. they do the top that says like God's favorite which loads of people have and it's that it's kind of like yeah these um irreverent quotes or like mm-hmm. words like they did the um twilight bag you know the oh, twilight cute. bag the candle one is cute I don't think they did that one though They've also just done Olivia Rodrigo bag, a Desperate Housewives bag. But anyway, it's like done with this kind of like non-aesthetic, aestheticized font. So it's like Times New Roman or whatever. I'm not a font nerd, so I cannot, I don't know. But yeah, that went really big. Sorry, I interrupted you, Halima. What were you saying? I remember. So yeah, you were saying the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit was really big. Oh, last yeah. Year. And this was around the same time of Little Nas and this whole like satanic panic thing. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Where his song came out and he was like grinding on the devil. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. But around that time. <laughs> and, and then people... he got sued for putting blood in oh, the Oh shit. In the, the Nike, Nike shoes, shoes, right? Yeah. yeah. And like I guess you see that with the you know the Leonardo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. really subsidize that and stuff like that. And there's also an Instagram account that I actually don't know of, but it's called In Need God in Every Moment of My Life. Mm-hmm. which documents surreal abstract memes about god often with the catholic bent apparently that's really big too and i guess like we've seen it more recently i guess she's talking about in the last like one to two years but i guess we're seeing it most recently with the um travis barker and courtney kardashian, kardashian. Yeah. yeah so we're seeing a lot of that so there's a couple of things that I noticed where I was like, okay, this is back. Like, I don't know if people have seen it, but I'm sure we'll put it up in like the meme dump on Instagram with it. A, the Julia, where Julia Fox commenting on that thong, which is like Jesus on the cross instead of a thong string. And um, B, everyone suddenly noticing that the Killers are a Christian rock band. Yes. When I learned that, that really, I was like, whoa, that shocked me. Really? I feel like I've always known it, but... Because it's always been the weird thing, like, oh, they're from Vegas and they're Mormons. But yeah, that, I feel like that's been having another pop culture moment in the last couple of weeks. So I feel like there's just this air, like kind of Christianity and Catholicism is in the air at the moment. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but for me, I feel like, yeah, it has roots in subcultures. For me, I would say that my kind of um, realisation of it being this way was when I was like a teenager or whatever and I watched or younger than a teenager probably because I definitely wasn't old enough to watch it when it came out and then I like watched it on VHS was Cruel Intentions have you seen it I watched Um, it maybe last year for the first time with the cross coat holder and then I feel like that kind of positioned maybe me and uh, and my generation so like baby millennials geriatric gen z lol ew Um, what terrible name (laughs) someone said that to me the other day like we're geriatric gen z i was like i'll fucking take that mate i do not mind (laughs) um anyway i feel like it positioned it as something that was like this edgy thing and then also christianity does have like and faith has like quite deep roots in alternative scenes of music so like um 
heavy metal and stuff like that, which I grew up around as a teenager. I do not like it now and I didn't like it then. Um, but <laughs> I was involved in it in some way. So I feel like there's always been these things like taking Christian motifs and kind of subverting them is the way that I see the trend. But I thought it's really interesting because what you pulled up in the research that people are kind of thinking it's earnest. What do you, oh, what do you mean? Oh, like people are saying like that this renewed, oh, we actually, what do you mean by earnest? Like people are doing it in like non-ironic way. Yeah, I guess people are, a lot of people's excuse for it, or not excuse, but justification for the rise in, in like this Catholic aesthetic is the fact that I love this actually, that's this definition by Viz Sherbert for ID, where he get where he said that why people are reclaiming the Catholic aesthetic because of the uh, last couple of years reckoning with cultural appropriation, which I just thought was kind of like funny. Yeah, that's so funny because um, me and Eden were talking about this last night and you don't send the research to Eden, do you? No, I just said it to you. Yeah, because she said like the same point, like without even thinking about it. She was like, yeah, it's obviously because like we can't do cultural appropriation anymore. That's <laughs> wild though. Why go to Catholicism? I don't know. It's so interesting. Like I feel, I feel like for me, it's more... It's not that. I mean, I personally don't partake in it. And I was telling Eden about this um, time. Basically, I was sent to Bologna in Italy to do a talk a couple of years ago. And obviously, Italy is like very Catholic, very Christian, very religion. And they have like all the old shit. So it's like beautiful. And I remember going, I went with two girls who I'm not friends with anymore. Lol, shout out to them if they're listening. You know who you are. <laughs> um, and we went into like the big church, which is in like the center of the square. And churches kind of give me the ick. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've never really felt comfortable in them. I think it's because I'm not religious. So like, I obviously appreciate the like, yeah, the art and like the architecture and all of those things. But I feel like because I'm not religious, I, it's not my place to be in there. And I don't really agree with like, um religious tourism if that makes sense like not like I'm not passing judgment on religious people but I'm saying as a non-religious person I don't get anything from going into those spaces yeah they just give her the ick guys they just give me the ick <laughs> well, they actually do I've never heard somebody say that before. <laughs> what you've oh never, my god well you've never heard someone say it gives you the ick no what it's like a thing okay oh my god I can't believe you've never heard that before the way this my face has just been in a massive smile for the past <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes I, I've never heard it before but anyway so then these girlies who are like obviously white um they because like every big church has a gift shop now right like I remember it's when true. I first went to Sacre Coeur in Paris when I was like 17 as well and there's literally like four gift shops littered around the whole church and like you walk around the outside anyway so then I remember these two girls going into the gift shop and being like, oh my God, this is so aesthetic. I'm going to buy like 10 things. And they were like all buying up like the rosary beads and like all of this <laughs> and all of that. And I was just like, it's so embarrassing because you don't believe in it. Like mm. you're literally just buying it for the aesthetic. I remember when I was, because I grew up in Catholic Ireland, just yeah. saying, hope I don't give you the ick, Ioni Gamble. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, okay. I know. I'm I, just let, let me, I'm not saying that religion gives me the ick. Like I, no, I I feel like I, I'm very, or I try to be very non-judgmental when it comes to religion, whatever your beliefs are. But as someone that personally doesn't subscribe or ascribe to those beliefs, I just, yeah, I don't feel that it's my place to insert myself into those spaces. Also, I understand having the ick when, like, especially when you go to these churches and they are clearly incredibly full of wealth. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's fine to be like have a, you know a powerful kind of feeling around, like like a social critique on like 
Catholicism and wealth and Catholicism and privilege. Um, when I was in Ireland, we used to this thing where we would buy the the bands, you know, like the rosary bands yeah. and like me and my friends would try and amass like lots of them because you'd wear them like all yeah. over your wrist oh also one time i went to belgium i don't have I ever told you that i've low-key seen jesus christ blood right <laughs> in belgium they have a church where you go there and the, the the main attraction is the fact that they have jesus christ's actual blood in like on a cloth yeah i saw i saw john waters doing stand-up like two weeks ago at the barbican or something and he did a whole bit about how apparently someone owns jesus's foreskin what? like that was a, that was a thing that was like preserved and it was in the church for ages and then someone stole it so now someone owns jesus's foreskin okay that's okay <laughs> i think he made a joke about like grating it up and putting it on pasta like truffle but i might be misremembering that okay oh my god i like how people just have different body pieces of jesus all around the world exactly this is what i'm saying like it's so commodified anyway so like i know when we were discussing this um doing this subject you're a bit like "Mm," because obviously it is difficult to talk about religion in a nuanced way as something that is so like like it's it's not as i said like it's not to pass judgment on people that are religious but also as a like entity and a system and like a group of people religious people like catholicism and christianity in general has not been progressive or nice to many many groups of people and it does exist as like this wealth hoarding Mm -hmm. power hoarding institution as as an institution it's like a flawed i think that's not a little anyone's beliefs Mm -hmm. in it but what i'm saying is it's like catholicism is already so commodified a by the church itself um mostly by yeah it's been commodified by the fucking church itself so then if they're like if julia fox wants to like squeeze her gorgeous ass into (laughs) a jesus christ thong i'm here for it and plus i do feel like that yeah as i said with the links to like the heavy metal community there is this kind of like goth goth christianity aesthetic thing that i feel like has always existed in subculture in some way chris stanman um he's a writing professor of religion at augsburg university has talked about this kind of renewed interest in um, catholic aesthetics among young people both in the edgy grunge expression and the trad catholic expression and also the aesthetics of fairies fairy tales angels and royalty basically exactly what you're saying and it, when i read that made me think of remember like gag dolce and gabbana but Dolce & Gabbana had a whole thing about like um like a whole thing in their, one of their collections about like Catholicism and religion and I remember that and even like with the Met Gala theme being um heavenly bodies mm-hmm. fashion and Catholic imagination like it's very big in this kind of like and I guess you could see that even in the Met Gala the way people were dressing that it's kind of like grungy and like I don't know it's very much in that way of being in that mode I agree. And I think it's like interesting that it's kind of reemerging now because I do think there's always been like an undercurrent of it, as I said, like in subculture and society. But now we're like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Seeing these articles or like more celebrities buying into it. I mean, yeah, like Kravis are the perfect example because they do also have that like alternative culture narrative with Travis being in um Blink on two and stuff and like Courtney's obviously trying to be a rock chick girly. <laughs> I think it's interesting that we're kind of re-emerging into this trend now because of like basically all the conversations we've been having over the past, like since the beginning of the year about like how everyone's like post-pandemic rebellion like transgression let's like mm. get down in the mud and be dirty and horrible and like release all of these things that are meant to be like taboo or hidden so I think it makes absolute sense that this is coming back now if you get me I just don't understand how something as um I don't I want to say like mainstream as Catholicism has an edge that is grungy and edgy like I just don't get how it has gone into those subcultures when it is so like 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 I don't, I don't, what's the word for it like so straight it's so like it seems so anti that those things so I, I just think it's weird that some people have have take have used that within subculture but that's the point of what I'm saying is that like people are re uh appropriating these motifs to make them like backward symbols of rebellion I suppose but like but- how is Catholicism rebellious no, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, for example, what's another example? Like, you're taking the straightest thing you can and bending it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. So it's like, oh, we can corrupt the purest of things. Like, mm. there's an- another thing that's big in, like, alternative scenes and, like, metal culture is being straight-edged. So, like, not drinking, not doing drugs, like, abstaining from all of these types of things. So I feel like it's about, yes, yeah, subvers- subversion through, subversion through, like... I don't know. It's subverting things that we have been told are like, yeah, the that whole, it's like the moral fabric that holds our Mm. society together, right? And like, as I said in my book, and I said, maybe I've said on this podcast, it's like, now religion, even if you believe, or even if you don't, it's never been more irrelevant to our society in Western, in like, English culture. Like, obviously, Ireland is like, a lot more still in like in with the Catholics mm-hmm. <laughs> gets down with the Catholics but like in England and America for example although obviously not huge parts of America but it's like for example our governments aren't built up around religion anymore all of these types of things they are in a way but in a way that's way more covert mm. 
And instead, we're looking at like other ways to live our lives in terms of morality, like whether that's through wellness or like through whatever health, all of these types of things. So I feel like now people are like, oh, we can subvert these codes without getting into actual trouble, like without blasphemy, like being, you know, accused of blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I was thinking this like, like thinking about the trend, because I guess the trend makes me think of whiteness a bit, because when I think of like the people who like partake in this trend, people like Julia Fox, Mm. it makes me think of the Red Scare podcast, because I know Dasha from the Red Scare podcast is like a Catholic and they talk about that and like use it in like subversion quote-unquote subversion mm. um and it just made me think about like basically what we we're talking about before huh? no but the interesting thing is dasha said it's not subversion right read out the quote that she gave interview that she you goes put in what's so great about faith is that it doesn't have to be grounded in rational thought we are seeing a lot of people return to Catholic, to religion because everything feels so senseless and pointless so why not be a catholic more and then the on. new statesman said a scene that um practices so so the the quote builds off some view um dasha and her particular crowd as a scene that practices transgression for its own sake flirtation with reactionary concepts such as abandonment of ideals of social progress catholicism and an admiration for the aristocratic past essentially it's the argument that this particular brand of social con conservatism is a reaction to annoying wokeness and little else so that wasn't necessarily her this is where i think we are maybe breaking away in the newest strand of it because yeah like where i see it as where i have always understood it and maybe i'm just like completely off the mark because i've never actually partook or like prescribed to this or been in like more than marginally interested in catholicism as an aesthetic is that like yeah I thought that people were using these symbols to basically be like, fuck you to a system that has like seeked for us to conform by their rules. Mm-hmm. But what Dasha and Red Scare are saying, which is just so them, isn't it? It's like, no, we should conform. It's fun. Ha ha ha. Being like uh, a free spirit is not cool anymore. We should, you know, we should uh, romanticize fascism and authoritarianism. Like that's what they want. They're basically trying to say anything to be reactionary, which is like, so they're not saying we're taking these symbols to make them power, like to make their power less as religious symbols. We're taking these symbols to bolster them in coolness and make religion cool again, which I think is two very separate things. I I guess, but I still think even though that's definitely what they're they're saying, because I guess that they are talking about the fact that going back to religion because of the pandemic is like, it's nice, it's comforting and all that stuff. I still think there's still some sort of, there's something there that, that feels transgressive. There's just something there. It's transgressive because they're purposefully trying to do that because they, this, because they know that people are either like agnostic Mm. or they maybe view extremely religious people as extremists, like, especially in America, like in that landscape, you know, like, the bible belt and all of this stuff so they're like oh and that you know in america it's very much linked to like conservatism and like Mm. trump and like all of these things so they're saying by by saying religion is cool they're saying we are right wing and that is that is an edgy standpoint in the current cultural climate which panders i'm saying all of this in uh quotation marks yeah which panders to the woke left Mm. interesting I hate it, obviously. <laughs> I'm sure you can tell by my tone of voice. Yeah. I just think oh. it's interesting. Oh, Garyon, actually. 
what I thought was interesting about this and the rest of your research is that, yeah, they are basically like all these like um, edge girlies or edge babies or edge everyone's <laughs> like using Catholicism as this thing, either interpretation that we have spoken about and me even saying that like religion has lost its like cultural cachet is that it's not strictly true because like in the shadows or just out of sight, a lot of our mainstream celebrities are very openly Christian, like maybe not in the way that we have been used to before. And they're not trying to be like good Christian values, like Trump was or whatever, like a return to the modern Christian family. But like you look at the Kardashians and they've put Jesus in they put Jesus in the show. (laughs) He is way more of a character (laughs) now than ever before. They're basically trying to rewrite what it means to be like a modern Christian family. Obviously, yeah, Justin Bieber and Hillsong was such a massive thing, which has now been like cloaked Mm. in disgrace and like awful things. So we kind of exist at this cultural point where, yeah, Dasha and Red Scare can say, oh, Christianity, like that's so cool and edgy. But then it's like, all the normies are actually still Christians. They're just not shouting about it. That's true. I remember when I was younger and I used to watch the Kardashians and they used to just say, Bible? And the messenger would just be like, Bible, Bible. Bible. On Bible. <laughs> <laughs> they still say that. Do they? Yeah. I love it. It's a great saying. Um, I think it's interesting. And I don't think there's any problem in... I don't know. I think there is some problem. Like, I'm a Catholic, obviously, and Irish, whatever. But I do think there is... there. I think it's weird, or, like, not weird necessarily, but, like, I think that there are some real issues with Catholicism around the world. So I just find it interesting or, like, kind of weird that we're seeing a rise in the aesthetic when, like, I think one of the great examples of the power of Catholicism negatively is the way that it, it, it they have power in France. Mm. So just, like you see that with the, um, what was it? They, they Women can't wear hijabs in France. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, French Vogue got in a lot of trouble for being like, what did they say? Was it um, bought by the clavas or back or whatever? And a bunch of oh, people yeah, were yeah. like, was that the thing? And yeah. a bunch of people were like, this is so stupid. And so like, and they've dumb just dumb, say. And the French government has just doubled down on that, like saying that you can't wear burkinis to the beach or to the pool or whatever. Mm. Did they say that? Yeah, I saw a tweet about it yesterday. But there's just so much negative power that that like Catholicism has, and you even see that with in America with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Yeah, I was about to say so that. So there's just so much that Catholicism is doing around the world, negative to negatively impact people's lives, women's lives, marginalized people's lives. So I and I'm, I'm a Catholic. I mean, let me just say before people are like, "Oh, you hate Catholicism." Like I am a Catholic, but I'm just saying like there is a certain there is a certain negative power that like particularly white people are doing with Catholicism. Um, so I just think it's weird or like interesting, maybe not weird, but interesting that this trend is coming back when we're seeing so much like, like such a conservative backlash with the use of Catholicism. I think <laughs> there's many things I think, and I do agree with what you're saying. Um, and I think for example, there is something borderline dangerous feels like a very loaded term but worrisome maybe mm-hmm. about yeah that that god meme account and then dasher and all these people being like no this is actually being taken up in earnest like 
I do think there definitely must be like, <laughs> I'm going to sound so fucking <laughs> like conspiracy theorist, but there must be like loads of like pushes to try and get young people back into religion, right? Because like as a generation, we are the least likely to be this. I also think there's an argument to be like, you know, if you dilute all of these symbols, they lose their power in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the power that Catholicism has hold to like, you know, restrict abortion, restrict human rights, restrict whatever becomes less because these symbols become meaningless but I just don't think that is the reality we're living in right now so I'm saying that as like a utopian thought or whatever like oh that would be nice but I don't think it's the reality we're living in but then it's interesting as well because again like I don't know I don't think he cracked that many religious jokes but John Waters was saying and you know how like everyone doesn't like this pope because he's like really like use condoms be gay so everyone's like he's not a real pope Mm-hmm. and John Waters is like he was saying how apparently the Pope was like who am I to judge and John Waters is like you you're the fucking Pope that's <laughs> literally your job it's <laughs> like your divine god-given right is to that's judge so us how do people become Popes like how do you get picked to be a Pope I think you just have to be a really really good poli- police policeman oh. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip there um you have to be a really good priest. Like, mm. and I think I think it's like any job, like you work your way up. Like you apply through LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so I'm funny. actually applying right now. That's um, crazy. I'll let you know how it goes. My first like commandment would be we all have to wear the Julia Fox Jesus thong. Oh god. <laughs> You're not getting my vote. Let me just yeah! tell you. <laughs> There's a quote from this book that I wanted to read out. And it um it's by Elaine Elephant, and it's about France and Catholicism and she wrote the power and privilege of Catholicism and she said so why does France still need Catholicism and she wrote it allows them to make space for some forms of inequality between Muslims and Catholics black and white residents as well as rich and poor while still celebrating kind of you know so I'm still celebrating the fact that they believe that they're doing the right thing mm. through God, mm-hmm. which I just thought was brilliant and people should read the book so I really want to read the book too because I guess like I think people have had this critique of Catholicism for years. Like we're seeing that we saw that through bloody what the Reformation in this country that was like youngs ago, whatever. Mm. Um, like about the the limitate or like just the corruptions within Catholicism. But there's also problems within all religions. But I just thought that that was very interesting to to think about, um, especially when you look at it. Because I feel like all the articles I've read actually don't talk about the actual elite power that Catholicism has around the world. Yeah. So I think that that's an important point to bring up. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. I think that is a good note to end on. Thank you, Halima. Thanks, Ayani. Great chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard the ick before. I've heard of the ick. I've just never heard somebody say a church, like the church gives them the ick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anything can give you the ick. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Churches give me the ick. Sorry, I stand Fair. by it. Um, thank you to all of you listeners thank you to Gina and Gina and Charlotte and Eden and Izzy and Hattie and Grace and is that it? yeah and Olivia and Olivia Olivia for editing shout out Olivia we love you alright we'll see you next week goodbye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.